Fantasy Basketball Podcast with not quite a layman, not quite an expert, Pod Tom. What's up, fellas? Uh, welcome back to the Fantasy Basketball Podcast. And this week we're going to start with a little positivity. What's up, fellas? Time to podcast some positivity. First off, I will share mine. I had myself a good Saturday. I was a little restless, wanted to get out of the house, see some friends. Um, So I did that via Zoom. Had a few shots with a few guys even from the league on on Zoom. Uh, Just had a really fun day. Just, yeah, can't complain. Um, Go to the submissions here. We got number 10. Tommy, I'm happy for you. You got LeBron back. That's all I'll say. Number nine, Stacks. Very happy for some sunshine. So long, hard winter. Uh, a day of sunshine can work wonders for someone. Dewey, also excited for the sunshine, but he gets the, the number eight slot because I just feel like Dewey needs a win right now. So there's your win, Dewey. You got number eight. Number seven, JB. JB had an interesting uh, catch-up with um, Dan Lindemolder. He, uh, I guess, asked all about the league, asked about members of the league, about the standings, said he missed it. They had a interesting conversation where they, I guess they still both agreed that it was time for him to leave. Um, but, yeah, he said it was just a nice moment of clarity for the two of them. Um and just to kind of catch up a little bit So I'm happy Happy you got to do that man um, Number six Chuck was very excited that he got to be, beat Tom Give that respect to Tommy He already did It's fantastic Love that text Chuck when you were like mad respect And then of course the infamous meme Follow up you love to see it um, But then Chuck was also excited to get Lori marketing Sorry Sean uh, number five, Burden. Burden switched it up a little bit. He wanted to send some positive vibes to Devin Book, Devin Booker's left hamstring. In his words, he's constantly visualizing his upper leg. So, and it turns out it worked because uh, Booker's playing. Uh, number four, we got Adam. Adam was able to score 323.75 points. Truly unbelievable. He was doing that in one night. Also, he was happy that the fudge arrived safely for everyone. Um, We also were happy for that, Adam. So thank you for that true, true blessing to the league. Okay, number three. We got Christian. He got a big-ass blizzard in New York. I mean, up to like 18 inches of snow. And he said it feels like home. And... uh, Loved hearing that. We, I love that you're in New York City. It's the best place in the world. Um, seems like it really fits you. I know you're happy there. Um, but man, we miss you here. So, yeah, cool text to see. Love that you were getting the blizzard. Um, and it's always nice to be reminded of home. Uh, number two. This was a tough one to put at number two, but number one was another one. It was hard to beat this week. Um, number two. Kyle, your daughter Maggie started crawling. That's incredible news, man. Um, That's amazing for you and Kate and amazing for Maggie. It's just, I'm sure, so cool to see her develop and grow. And and she sure is something, man. I got to see her today, and that was 
just wonderful. Just wonderful. Um, number one, got to go to Shawnee. Um, restaurants opened up today. His life got just a little bit easier. Um, they get to start moving forward with some plans they've been making for a while, such as the pizzas that we all can't wait to try. Um, he was also able to hire back some people that they had to lay off. So it's just a, that was, that's a great week for Sean. Um, we know that jobs just been hella difficult with all the COVID stuff um, for you. So just want you to know we've been thinking about you. I've definitely been thinking about you. Um, and uh, yeah, man, I'm just happy that things are getting back on track. And hopefully they can stay on track. So, um, congrats, man. This is Power Casting Pos- Positivity with Cabo. We out. Speaking of uh, being positive, I am positively sure that I have no idea what the fuck this next thing is. Central Standard Time, that's 6.53 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and 3.53 Pacific Standard Time for our friend on the West Coast, Adam Pele Tacoma Blazers, which leads me right into the standings. He's sitting top, 4-2, and and there's a bunch of us tied at 4-2. It is hot, hot, hot up here. Let's go ahead and take a full look at who's up there all tied up. Having a little fun at the top is Adam Pelé, as I said. Christian, men's retreat. So short, Matt Stacks and me, Tony Basketball. Sitting on top tied at 4-2. It's crazy up there. All right, next up, we got the Sage Masters. Tied with Zoot Zoot Ryan, Voodoo Daddy. Sean Block, that is Dame, Gilgis Dame, Kyle Witte, a.k.a. Eminem. Then we got Tom James, Big Balls, Broskies, Andy Wilder, and then we got Unbelievable. That's Kyle Shoots, Doug, as some like to call him. Sitting on three and three, all these teams all tied up in the middle. They can't figure out what they're going to do. Are they going to be good? Are they going to be bad? We'll see. Time will tell. Okay, then we've got the new guy going full thunder, John Burden, having a little bit of a tough time, but he'll figure this out. All in due time, he'll keep praying. He'll get Booker back. He'll be okay. And then at the bottom, we got John Dewey, Luca, 0-6. Oh, you hate to see it. He's going to pull it together. I just know he's going to do it. He's going to be able to flip Luca for a bunch of other guys. We'll see what happens. It's crazy in here. Guys, it's been a great day on the thread. Lots of lunchtime links. Lots of complaining by yours truly because of all the injured guys. But I'm trying to tinker around, make some moves, make sure that I can give Kyle a run for his money. Woo! All right, guys. It's been a good one. I put my all into this. I probably lost my voice. Woo! All right. Next time. Uh, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye-bye. Oh, wait. Okay. We're back. So, <clears throat> relating to uh, the thread from the week, I must have only side-texted uh, JB this and not told the whole league, but I was sitting at a coffee shop in Lowell, Michigan, um, like last year, and there were two. There was one was a Big B, and the other is called Sweet Seasons, and I was in Lowell like three days a week teaching, 
So what I would do is go to these coffee shops on my break or whatever. And uh, I was sitting in one and all of a sudden the name John Bell comes up. I was like, oh, this is like kind of interesting. And, you know, I like I was sitting there and I'm like, oh, this is like JB's friends are like hanging out at a, at a Big B here, his clients or something. But then they started talking and it didn't sound like the JB we know and love and interviewed last week at all. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, is this, it just didn't process with me at all. But then they started, uh, they fit, sounded like they totally would fit on the men's retreat. And they started like sharing their accountability problems and their struggles and, you know, (laughs) their relationship with the Lord. And it hit me that there was a church being built right next door and that these were a couple pastors from there. And I looked it up and sure enough, John Bell, there's somebody named John Bell who was a pastor at this like big church right by Lowell. (laughs) So, Pastor Bell. Anyway. Pastor Bell's been slipping a little bit in the power rankings. Um, he's still got the most points for, but uh, it's not necessarily showing in the win-loss column. But to tell us where we stand, let's turn it over to Stackola. Fantasy Brewing Company, it's your boy, Kawaii So Short. Um, I don't have power cast rankings. I have first half of the season rankings um i honestly don't even know how far we are in the season with the way the nba has stuff set up at this point um i think we are in week seven yeah we are in week seven apparently we're going to do 12 matchups um i don't know how that is going to work um but yeah we're more than we're about halfway done here um so let me give you some first half of the season standings, um, we got our contenders. Um, I think it's pretty obvious the two that uh, we all fear the most that is the Sage Master JB and Adam. Um, their teams have been incredibly strong, even with Kyrie out for um, JB for quite amount of time. Um, for Adam, too, I mean, he, you know, he's dealt with some injuries and COVID stuff. I mean, we all have, but, uh, yeah, Adam's team is just, I think it's obviously that is the one to beat. Um, he is not quite the Lakers reigning champ, but the obvious uh, team to um, take down here. Um, doesn't really have a droppable guy. I mean, you could say Derek White, but, you know, we'll see once he has a few more games under his belt. So, you know, I expect Adam to make a couple more moves here to kind of... Um, upgrade his roster even more which is kind of scary so um, from here we're kind of all there's a bunch of us there in the middle um we're all in the playoff hunt you know uh in order i would have sean christian myself chuck witty tom andy shoots burden and then dewey um even dewey in last place is technically not out of the playoffs yet um he's only four games behind first place which is kind of crazy but um He's really going to need to start winning some games to get back in the playoff hunt. Um, but yeah, um, those of us in the playoff hunts, um, you know, Sean all the way down to Dewey, most of us are between the 63 and 6,900.4 range. Um, just, I know a lot of teams have been ravaged by injuries, uh, by COVID. Um, 
as I'm annoyingly annoyed by the Pistons right now and that game getting canceled um, five minutes before tip-off, which is some fucking doo-doo. But, um, yeah, you know, we've, we've all dealt with it. You know, some others, some better than others. I've, I've tried to be more positive about when this shit happens, but it's, it's annoying. Um, and it looks like uh, P.J. Washington just got injured too, so fucking cool. Uh, yeah. Take that for your positivity uh, points this week, Kyle. Um, yeah, so, you know, just rounding it out, um, Sean with the points for, he's 6,800. Um, Christian, about 6,600. Me and Chuck, Witty, Tom, Andy, all around the same range. Um, you know, it'll be really interesting to see these last uh, five weeks here, even if we get to play them. Um, I don't know, with the way that fantasy has been and, NBA, um, but, uh, yeah, there's a little, um, first half of the season update here, um, I didn't want to go and do a huge, uh, this guy's got 50, this guy's got 40, I'm sure Tom will put that together at some point, and, uh, uh, bore us all with his amazing, um, data, but, um, yeah, I don't know, Adam, JB, I think you guys have the obvious teams to beat, the rest of us, Depending on how COVID and injuries play out, you know, we'll see who actually makes the playoffs and gets uh, even if we had playoffs. So take care, boys. So if we learned, oh, thanks, Dax. Really appreciate it. Uh, appreciate that analysis. If we've learned anything from this unpredictable season, it is that you can't give up. You just never know what could happen, who could be out. And yesterday, um, my kids weren't really sleeping and or they haven't been sleeping too good and then yesterday was monday lakers atlanta game and i'm sitting there watching and i ended up like falling asleep and wake up on the basement like in my basement and i look and i was like i swear nikolai nicola was playing and i'm like he doesn't have any points and my score seems really low maybe it's just off and then i find out that the game is postponed between the Pistons and the Nuggets. And it happened like right before, at least as far as I knew, which probably doesn't mean that much. Anyway, when I was playing Chuck, what this relates to is just, I knew that I couldn't give up on him. So I spent Sunday morning um, just pounding the trade lines, trying for tons of stuff. Had many offers rejected. Saturday morning, uh, Dewey and I got in a major text fight over the offers, but I was just really trying to line things up, and finally, we're sitting there, and uh, I am, like, just trying to get, you know, two, a two-for-one. I find out Batum's out. I try and get, like, see what I can do, and I'm texting, and I have this, what I think is actually a really good offer sent out to Pastor John. And I'm like, dude, this I think would help you. You get guys playing tomorrow. Your your lineup's pretty much done. And he's not, like, responding at all. So Everett and I go outside. We start shoveling. I look at the at my, you know, my phone, and it's, like, 15 minutes till go time. So I'm in scramble mode. I have, like, seven offers. Witty keeps offering me stuff. Like, I decline it, and then it's back, and whatever. And all of a sudden, uh, I get this text. And I'm like, I had sent one to Reverend Burden, and I'm like, dude, you're abandoning me in my hour of need. I need you. And it's a response, and it's, uh, 
says, hey, Tom, um, this is actually John's wife, Jill. He's he's driving and I'm, uh, you know, personing, I'm champion, I'm, you know, taking charge of his team. And so she declined the trades, which would have got me the win. Anyway, I was thinking about it then. And I'm like, you know what, Jill? Uh, really appreciate what you're doing. And maybe you could give us a little perspective on what John, you know, what this, uh, what this fellowship that we have going here in Fantasy Brewing, what it's meant to your husband. So, Jill. Hello, Fantasy Brewing Company. That's what they're called, right? Yeah, that's right. This is Jill Burden here, Pastor John Burden's wife. We are together in the minivan waiting to get air for our tires. And so we thought we'd take a moment to express how fantasy basketball has impacted John's life. This question was requested yeah. by Tom. And Jill couldn't negotiate. Jill was trying to negotiate a trade between me and Tom while I was driving, and we couldn't close the deal. <laughs> I would say that the impact that fantasy basketball 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 hockey. hockey has had on john's life has made him more emotional his highs are higher and his lows are lower and there are some times when i feel like maybe he's mad at me but he's just mad at his fantasy basketball and there are some times where i feel like he's just really loving our family life but he's really just happy about fantasy baseball stuff so that's how it's impacted him so far do you have anything to add i have nothing to say all right there you go really appreciate it think you'll thrive in that uh, women's thread uh so we had a bunch of trades this week two between um stacks and andy were involved in one that had an impact on stacks just remarkable victory on sunday so here to talk about that first one is stacks no balls fantasy brewing ass company shit balls ass what's up it's your boy, Kawhi, you so short. Um, I just wanted to give a little rundown of the Sunday trade that happened. I thought it was it's one of the most exciting things that happened to me all week. And uh, I just want to give a little rundown. So uh, I hear James Harden is out um, on Sunday morning, afternoon. Uh, definitely was before 1 p.m. Eastern time when... Uh, game started but uh yeah i was sh- about to shovel the snow and use my snowblower and just be productive and then yeah james harden had to get announced out so uh i tried very hard to work up a very minor trade for my waiver trash for your waiver trash i'm sure everybody in the league received a um, trade offer for me and then i uh i just was gonna accept defeat or at least hope that dewey wouldn't come back with uh, me being down a player, and uh, get this wonderful text from Fast Fingers Andy, is what I'm going to call him from now on. Um, says, hey, I'll give you Vucevic and a waiver guy of your choice for uh, DeRozan and Lowry, and I said, sure, let's do it. And I figured out at the very last second I needed a point guard positionally. I said, let's get Shake Milton in there. Um, by now it's like 12.58. You know, we're still working this trade, and uh, 12.59 rolls around. Next thing I know, he finally, you know, he accepts it and says, sure. I said, sense. It's accepted. And, uh, you know, the app takes a minute to update here, so it's like 12.59 with a couple seconds to go. Um, I get the the trade goes through. I hit uh, edit, 
put uh, Vucevic and Shake Milton in. I hit save as the clock strikes one, and that trade uh, helped me win the week. And I think I got the best player in the trade, and Andy got some needed depth out of it. But uh, there's my very, very fast rundown of what happened Sunday. Thanks, buddy. Um, and then we had, uh, you know, back to his rightful home is my boy, LeBron James. Hi, everyone. Can you say LeBron James is the best? Oh, thanks, bud. So there I was just taking a dump one night and about to go to bed, checking the thread. And Five, six people are just like, oh, Tom, you certainly haven't been really trying to get LeBron, blah, blah, blah. And I'd sent Witty a bunch of offers, and he kept denying them and whatever. And I was like, fuck it. I will just send two and see where this goes. And so I sent two. One was for I don't even remember what. And the other one, I was like, you know what? I'll just do this, like, Dame and Depot thing and go for uh, the King and Wiggins and see what happens. And I wake up the next morning and I saw that one of them was denied and one wasn't. And I'm like, huh, I wonder what is going to happen. So I sit down, do some writing for a while. And then I look and I just have a shitload of text and realized Witty had accepted it. So the king is, is back on his rightful team. Um, I'm thrilled to have him. It feels so good. I honestly felt this weight off my shoulders having him back on my team um, and just love it. You know, for me, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I do love watching LeBron play. I love when he gets a rebound and it counts, you know, goes on my, whatever you guys know all this. So for me, the trade wasn't really anything much more than like, yeah, I'd love LeBron on my team. And I'll send this one to Kyle. It seems like he's in the mood to give him today, read the room. And, uh, I felt like it was probably one of my last chances to get them for like a fair market value. So I sent the offers and Witty accepted it. There's, you know, not much more than that. Really happy to have them. Well, fellas, I know what you're all wondering. Y'all motherfuckers want to know about the big trade. And yeah, yeah, I did it. I did it. I gave Kyle fucking Reggie Jackson for DeLon Wright. Yeah, because he's my boy. So get over it, guys. It's not that big of a deal. Wait, what? Oh. Oh, you weren't talking about that trade. Oh, the LeBron... The LeBron one. Right, right, right. Well, there's really not much to talk about there. I wiped Tom's ass with his own face on that trade. Yeah, it was easy. You kidding me? Um, LeBron and Dame, I mean, I love LeBron more, but in terms of fantasy value, pretty much a wash. It's one for one. Both gonna average around 40s to 50s. Great. Dame's about to shoot off too. Y'all better watch it. LeBron is, 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 at his fantasy peak right now for this year because he's saving it all for the playoffs and he's got AD and, you know, he'll be around this. Dame hasn't met his potential yet. Dame started slow. Dame has been taking off a little bit. No CJ, no Nurk. 
he's about to just go off, I'm telling you. But also, that one for one. And then you got Wiggins for Depot? Yeah, okay, I'll take Depot. (laughs) What the fuck y'all talking about? (laughs) It's an even trade. No, it's not an even trade. Depot's way better than Wiggins. Way better. It's not even... Stop it. Just stop it. Fuck Wiggins. So happy to not own him anymore. You kidding me? I flipped fucking Rozier for Oladipo now. I did Rozier for Wiggins and then Wiggins for Depot. Yeah, I'd say I'm doing pretty well. Oh, and let's not forget, I got Mason Plumlee too. So, uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Um... In all seriousness, fun trade, Tom. He's where he belongs. On the Tom James rebrand coming. I know I'm, I'm working on it for, for myself. Um, but I'm excited about it. I feel like it was a pretty fair trade. I do think I won it. But um, in terms of Tom getting LeBron, um, I tried to get more earlier, and, and Tom wasn't budging. He wasn't going to give me... Uh, Give me sweet, sweet Jokic. So, you know, I'll settle for Dame and Depot. I'll take that shit any day. Good trade, buddy. Fun time. Uh, can't wait to kick all y'all asses in the playoffs. You'll trace it back to this day when I made three trades and just crushed the game. Peace! And a last-minute addition from Andeth to hear about his team. Good morning, Fantasy Brewers. Uh, This is Andy, the owner of a couple of big baller bros. Uh, I'm just coming in with a week uh, seven, I believe it is, update. Uh, So wanted to talk a little bit about my team and some of the trades that I've made. Um, Just going through maybe why I've done so many um, and and a few big ones. Uh, I guess the idea has just always been to you know, you're always trying to find a way to improve your team, um, whether that means uh, making a trade to, to get a win uh, to help get to the playoffs at the end of the year or making a trade to just try and make your team better. Um, this year's been uh, pretty wild. I think we've had overall as a league the most trades um, through this half of the season, um, and I think that's just due to um, COVID, there's just less that you can count on, less that you know is going to happen for your team, and so you gotta you gotta make some moves to try and uh, stay in your matchup. Um, whereas before, you could, I mean, you you look at the schedule and go, well, I got this many games, I think I can catch up to a guy. I mean, we're finding that that's not always the case. Um, so using that trade uh, option is something that I think all, all of us are taking a little bit more advantage of this year. Um, so all the trading that I've done, I mean, there's always you're always just looking to find some some sort of an edge, whether that's to help win the week or to to try and boost your team. Um, so you know, there's a couple of different strategies with trades. You can you're you're swapping guys straight up, one for one, two v two, three v three, um, either to with a bigger trade you're just you're wanting your team to have a new look or with a smaller trade sometimes you're just looking for a game um, or maybe a, a better positional situation for your team um, so there's been a few of those that I've done and I think in each case it was a uh, a combo of the two where you're um, especially in the Sunday trades I've done a couple of those 
where it was trying to help somebody get some games that they needed. And the trade-off is I, I liked the player's value coming back um, as opposed to who I was giving out. So that's where I wanted to do that. Um, you also get some of those trades. You get the, the 1v2s or 2v3s. Um, usually that's a sort of thing where somebody's looking to change the makeup of their roster. Um, so I, I don't think I've done as many of those. I think, well, I did I did a, a Vooch for Lowry and... Demar on Sunday with stacks, um, so it's been kind of an interesting year. You normally, you're you're always looking for in the in the past. It's been kind of an idea of if you can get you know this core of like three or four or five like really really good players that are pumping out forty or even fifty plus, um, and then just fill in with utility guys that you can swap all over the place. Uh, then you're you're doing pretty good. That's usually a pretty good key to success. Um, this year, and I don't know whether it's due to COVID um, swaps or probably having the expanded roster, having an, an extra bench position, um, and then an extra IR, well, extra two IRs just in case you get COVID options. Uh, we're seeing a little bit more success from guys that are um, just filling out their their roster top to bottom i know i just got waxed by adam last week uh, i think he might have made two moves and that was moving the same guy twice um, but other than that he's just he's just stacked his roster with with solid players um and he's finding that he can get more points just by playing the guys that he has um and he's he's getting enough games to do that so that's typically a strategy that hasn't paid off in the past but this year it's worked for adam um before Kyrie went insane it was working for jb um and i think to some extent you know some of the other teams i i would have to peruse rosters a little bit more closely but i think um yeah some other people have had success doing it the other way and although stacks i think has done a little bit more swapping um, and he's um, he's still tied up at the top of the league. Um, men's retreat has just had a whole bunch of dudes and men on his roster for most of the year um, up at the top. And then uh, Chuck has done a lot of swapping. So I guess, you know, there's early in the year, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess I'm at kind of a stale point right now. Um, I started out three and one, um, and then took a tough loss to Sean in week five. Um, could have made a trade on Sunday to add another guy, and it would have gotten me the win because I ended up losing by like 15 points, even with Trey Young sitting out on the last day. So um, probably let one slip there that it shouldn't have. Um, as I said last week, um, every single time I had a full lineup against Adams, he just he just beat my team into oblivion. So. You know, sometimes your boys just don't show up. Um, and, you know, what the the answer to that is, is trade them. So, um, yeah, and anybody anybody's on the trading block, um, you're looking to make a deal, um, holler at me. We can, we can make it happen. So I'm always looking to do something or anything. And right now, I'm, I'm not done. NBA is no balls.
Bros Association, NBA. Yeah, we got the power ranking, NBA. It's GR Fantasy B Ball, NBA. We on top, this ain't no seesaw, NBA. It's no Bros Association, NBA. Yeah, we got the power ranking, NBA. It's GR Fantasy B Ball, NBA. We on top, this ain't no seesaw.